Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. This is our dedicated junior podcast and we're looking forward to the junior championship final that takes place on Saturday evening. Um, once again, Barrow Murray's joined us and as I say, we're looking forward to the final that's taking place on Saturday evening between Balik and Fork Hill. And I suppose Barrow start a good buzz this weekend with two county finals taking place both in the junior and the intermediate championships. Yeah, hopefully two crackers. Um, I, all four teams are on the mark and they've all impressed in different ways uh, in, on their championship runs. So two uh, should be two tight contests, so something to look forward to here. And I suppose it's it's the same sort of um, narrative going into two, the both games. There's one favourite um, in Fork Hill and Clan Gale and there's an underdog coming in that maybe wasn't expected to be here in Balik and St Paul's. And Fork Hill, they've been the favourites from the off. Barra, you know, when you were picking your teams at the start of the year, they were definitely the team on everybody's lips to win the championship. They're here now. What what sort of, do you see any pressure been on them um, leading into this final? I do, I do. And there's no point in saying otherwise. Yeah, like Fork Hill, um, they would have fancied themselves in the last couple of years to get up out of junior. And... You know, I think this is their opportunity. They'll, they'll look at it now. They'll gather their their troops and that there. They'll take great heart from their semi-final performance against Darry Noose. You know, we had we had tipped Darry Noose um, to win that semi-final, and Fort Hill uh, persevered over over Darry Noose. And you know, we talked at length the first day of that semi-final about the absence of Paddy Burns. Now, if I'm the Fort Hill manager, I move. Hell and high water to make sure the Paddy Barnes is on that pitch. We talked about the influence of different dynamics forwards, and you know, if, if you had Paddy Barnes to marshal him, you know, he, he certainly could be could be called for against some of the sharpshooters in, in the league. So, um, it'd be very interesting to see if he features. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Barb, because um, I have a couple of few, few stats here, um, just interesting to note. That Blake have scored eight goals so far in their three championship games, while Fork Hill have yet to concede a goal in their two games. So it's going to be this this good Blake attack that we know their full forward line is strong with McCreech, McParlin, and McVary. You know, Fork Hill have been tight at the back, but you're not going to turn away Paddy Burns if he's going to come in and tighten it even further. Yeah, and I would I'd go one further. I don't know, I would say that I'd, I'd be his manager and I'd say I want you to go and pick up Callum O'Neill. And I want you to try and stifle his influence in the game because um, you, you've mentioned the inside forward line of, of McVeigh and McCreech and McParland and the, the three of them are game match winners on, on their own merit. But a lot of what happens uh, emanates from Callum O'Neill. And, you know, that if, if they can stamp out that threat and if Paddy uh, Burns was playing, I was able to go man-to-man with him. I don't think... As good now as Paddy Bonds is, I don't think he'd be able to completely eradicate the threat of Cal Mooney, but he might be able to just put, a, put the brakes on him a wee bit, and then that might dry up the goal chances that, that they're creating. They might offer a wee bit of protection to the uh, 4th defence, which, has, as you say, they haven't been the goal in the championship so far. They've been pretty impressive. Um, so it, that, that's going to be the most intriguing one. I know that uh, Paddy Bonds hasn't played much football so far, Cal. Uh, recently, and, and I'd imagine if it was my own club, there's probably people in the, within the setup that that would be saying, "You're not going to drop a lad who played in the semi-final for a lad that's returning." But then again, 
you look at we talk about pressure, the pressure that is bound to be on the the management and the, the players to a different extent, but then the committee and everything, you know, when you get to a championship final, you do all you can to, to win it and, and if you've got a returning uh, star in Paddy Burns, I say you put him in and, and you put and you give him the biggest job that there is on the day and you say, Look, give us a pull out here and, and, and shore up the defence. Yeah, and I suppose from a neutral point of view as well, Barra, we want to see the best players on the field. We want to see Potty Burns on the field. We want to see Fergus Quinn on the field. And that's an interesting matchup you were talking about. About um, If Burns does play, he's maybe going to push out the field and pick up Callum O'Neill. If he doesn't play, or maybe Farkill will, will choose another road, um, it, we could see the clash of Callum O'Neill and Stephen Sheridan in the middle of the field. And you're right in what you're saying, Barra. That Blake have such a good forward line, um, a brilliant inside forward line, but the driving force is Callum O'Neill in the middle of the field, and no matter who it is, whether it's Potty Burns or Stephen Sheridan picking him up, Farkill need to stop him. Yeah, and you see, we can label, we could label uh, Callum O'Neill a midfielder, and you know you can also say he's probably an ideal number ten. You know he's he's a. He's great at coming in from the wing in the half forward line. He could play eleven, no bother. Or I'd imagine he could play six. You know, he could he could play anywhere along that uh, middle eight. Uh, I don't think I think it would be foolhardy of of the league to match him up or let him be matched up with Stephen Sheridan. Um, you know, if that was to happen, if Stephen Sheridan was to go to him at the start of the game and put him in the corner forward and let him let him hang out in there for five minutes, then and Fortell wouldn't be long to change it. I don't think that would necessarily suit. Callum O'Neill's strength uh, to be competing in the air with Stephen Sheridan and to be trying to match Stephen Sheridan's uh, levels of fitness. But I think if they want to get the best out of Callum O'Neill, they're going to need to get him uh, on as much ball as possible in that there. And that's, that's just where my Paddy Burns thing came in because if Paddy Burns doesn't play, you possibly have, I don't know, James Shannon maybe picking up Callum O'Neill or uh, maybe Owen Donaghy or, or, or one of the Donaghy's. It is so interesting. Like matchups are so important to teams nowadays, and it, they have such a big saying on on the games. And that's that's a really interesting point you're making. That if Callum O'Neill happens to be starting in midfield and Stephen Sheridan is picking him up, then drag Stephen Sheridan out of position. And as you say. No matter where Callum O'Neill sort of plays across the middle or in in the forward line, he's going to be able to play there, you know. And Sheridan, I don't think would be fancy and going into mark uh corner forward, having to go in corner back to mark Callum O'Neill. Um, no, Callum want for will want to be on the front foot in this game. They're going to want Stephen Sheridan dominating midfield. They're going to want Jamar Hall uh, clicking into action straight away and. You know, we talked about Cormac Toler and different forwards up there. You know, the Lake will have their matchups done. You know, they'll have somebody for Cormac Toler, they'll have somebody uh, for, for each of the forwards across, but it's going to be the crucial uh, make or break for, for the league is who picks up uh, Jamar Hall. I, I, I don't know if they have anybody fast enough, fit enough, strong enough to do it. I know, like in previous championship matches against Claddy, their defence looked. Supremely strong again. Newtown in the semi-final they probably didn't get a challenge, but they're going to be put to the test on 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 Saturday. 
I'm not as obviously a concern bar that um, but like I've had an impressive run to the championship no doubt seeing off Claude, Darcy and Newtown three rivals as such but yeah. they haven't been really tested I know Claude did come back at them in the second half but the game yeah, was over at half time over, yeah. um, is that are they maybe coming in I know we can only beat what's in front of you but are they maybe coming in undercooked and facing such a strong four kill team now yeah, and there's two ways to look at that, Sean, you know, you could argue that point, you could say, have they not been tested and they're just, you know, they've beaten what's in front of them, um, could you argue, on the other hand, have Farkel played their final, have Farkel hit their peak against Dionys, where they expended so much energy, where they played at such a high level, can they repeat that a fortnight later, with all the knocks they had, remember couple of lads went off injured that game. Um, so it'll be very interesting just to see. I, I would say not. Look, I'd be, I'd be hopeful for both, uh, for both teams that they've had a, a, a week off. Well, they've been training, not there, but they've had no match. And they'll be in tip-top shape. They'll have, the managers will have time to fine-tune their game plan. You know what it's going to be. You know what Fork Hill's going to be. It's going to try to be getting top in midfield. Supportive half-back line. Keeping the back six pretty tight. Uh, Connor Donaghy stands in front of the full back, trying to make sure that nobody comes down the middle and trying to get the ball to Jamar Hall. And if Jamar Hall can hit the form he's in again down east, it'll be very hard to stop for him. And that, that is an interesting point, and that is sort of the flip side of um, Belik having played three, I don't want to say easy games, but they weren't tested. Forkill have probably beat the two other big favourites in the championship which was Urog who took them to extra time and then Darius who were within a point of them so Farkel you sort of touched on it there Bar. is there a fear maybe that they've come through two big games seen off two big favourites and now they're coming in maybe too confident against Balik well I would hope not and um, you know it, it, it just goes back to the, the first question was about pressure so it depends how badly they want it so if, if everyone has bought in and thought, yeah, right, this is the year that we're getting out of junior, we're going to get back up to the intermediate, we're going to uh, push this thing forward as a club, well then, it won't have been the final. You know, it will just have been a stepping stone towards this greater goal of the championship final, and that'll be fine. You know, we're talking about looking at teams in the past. You'll remember Cully Hanna at one stage knocking Cross McGlenn out of the championship in the semi-final stage. And you thought, everyone in Cullihanna thought, and probably lots of people in the Armagh thought, here Cullihanna's going to go on and win the league, and then he could be in the final by Mahi. Uh, so it, it, it can happen, and it has happened in the past, where a team can beat one of the favourites in the championship in a semi final, and then go into a final that they're expected to win again. Mahi then, maybe the next year, found themselves in the final against Armagh Hearts, that they were expected to overcome Armagh Hearts beat them. So once you get to a final, and you saw it last week with Murray again cross. Luck can play a, a, a huge part. You can, one team, like, cross again last week had 17 points, and uh, Murray scored 13 times before them were goals. Last night in the, in the minor final, uh, goals were the order of the day for cross again as well, against that fast-moving, sharp-shooting, uh, very attractive playing uh, climbing Yale. So, you know, when it gets to a final, it's just whoever takes their, their chances first. You could get uh, a, a, a 
after the little you could get Jeremy Vine and Pond and, and McCraish firing off points straight away, get a, a sniff of a goal and get an early goal and all the all, all the momentum shifts in their direction. Or at the other end, you could get Stephen Sheridan as he did in the semi final if you remember, a burst through the middle and he took a side step and tried to side put it into the net, which was a very team effort. I'd say have a look at that again. If Stephen Sheridan gets inside the 14, he'll unleash a pile driver. And, you know, like, if somebody hit the front first in a, in a county final, nerves kick in with the other team, a wee bit of doubt kicks in, we're not going to win this. How do we get ourselves back in this? And time runs out, and with the water breaks, and now David McCullough calls them the momentum breakers. So with, with the water breaks now, it's really four quarters. So if he can organize their game to, to get a good start in the first quarter, to consolidate in the second quarter, to go for it in the third quarter, championship quarter that we talk about, so to push on and try and get over the line and then see it out in the fourth quarter. So if whoever can do that, then the best of their ability will prevail. And if it's like any of the finals we've seen so far, goals are going to be the order of the day. Yeah, definitely goals are crucial. Goals win games. Bar, that's definitely the saying's correct. And we, we spoke about Belik getting eight goals in their three games and Fork Hill yet to concede one. But it is interesting that Fork Hill haven't scored one yet either. They played they played 80 minutes of football against our Ogue, 60 minutes against Dinoose, and probably bar that Stephen Sheridan chance. There was another one in, in the Dinoose game. Um, Marcus Pion had a chance. But I was going to say, I was going to say, I thought you were going to forget it. And if you're in a county final, if that, if that opportunity... Oh, if you remember that opportunity for Marcus McKeown, he rolled his man, the ball was played over the top, he finished up one on one with it. If Jamar Hall finds himself in that, up in, in that position in the final, that's the back of the net. Big uh, Marcus was only on his substitute, was buzzing, was high as a kite, saw himself in front of goal, saw his name and lights, his team was two points up. We were shouting from the comedy box, fisted over the bar. Big Marcus thought I'm going to rob him the net with it, and he hit the keeper on the chest. And um, on another day, see, yeah, they haven't scored a goal yet. And, and when you reflect on those two chances, they're perhaps nervy and reluctant in front of goal. That's Stephen Sheridan's chance. A confident striker, a confident forward would absolutely lash that at the net. You know, he'd be looking for low and, low and hard, even at the keeper's feet here. Uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll not hit the keeper with it. Stephen got in, he was nearly in the wee box and he tried to sidestep the last man. And, just ran out of options. Stephen Sheridan's an experienced player. Jamar Hall will be working with the rest of the out there. They're the lads. We'll try and open a couple of chances over the over the course of 60 minutes and we'll ping a couple of goals in here. So what better time score your first goal at Chelsea than the, than the county final? So I, I certainly expect goals. And definitely, like, the Fork Hill forward line with the likes of Jamar on Toner on Sheridan breaking forward there is a chance of goals there they have enough quality up there I think Jamar has scored maybe 15 points across two games so we sort of spoke on matchups Bar and you, you did sort of touch on it there that they need somebody strong and athletic to keep up with Jamar is that maybe a, a role we could see for Fergus Quinn if he does play? I certainly think so you know we, we talked the last day about you know, was it foolhardy to bring Fergus Quinn on? If you know, if you're not going to start him and you're winning a game by 20 points, what's the what's the point in bringing bringing a lad like that on? And then you start you start thinking, well, maybe to get to get him used to the way the team is playing, to get up to speed of what is going for the for the final, and then maybe 
Vegas Reef, who we're going to get to pick up tomorrow hall. We'll maybe ask the man to have for him, and he'll certainly have the fitness, he'll certainly have the physicality, he'll certainly have the skill set to stay with him. But whether there's anybody in junior football, whether there's anyone in the media, I don't know, but whether there's anyone in junior football who's able to curtail the threat that Jamar brings to the table, um, well, it remains to be seen. I haven't seen it yet. So it, 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 that's going to be crucial for um, for the league. They try and pull out a, pull out a, a sweeper. I know Sean McVeigh when, when, or Sean uh, McCreech, when we played the league early, and you said played the league early in the league, Sean uh, McCreech come out and played in a, in a sweeper role. It's, it's a role that he can play very, very effectively as, as well. So it might be a thing that they might put a man marker on him and try and put a sweeper in behind the midfield to bolster that position up a wee bit. But then again, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul right, by, by weakening your defence to bolster your midfield and then you're going to be kicking it into a, a, a sweeper on the other end. So you can't really win that one. You're just going to have to try and get the matchups right and, and go for it. I suppose an element of this game, um, Bar, just looking through the the Junior Championship Roll of Honour, Blake last won the title in 2001, which is 19 years ago, and Fork Hill last won the Junior Championship 20 years before that. They haven't won it from 1981. So there is pressure here on both sides that they really want to deliver to get the Sean Quinn Cup back in their clubs for the first time in a long time. That's right, that's right. And look, you can't Every game, bar on the podcast, um, we finish with a prediction. So, who do you see coming through this? Obviously, both teams will be confident, confident heading in. Fork Hill have been the favourites nearly from the start, but Bleak they're they're coming in underdogs, but they're certainly not going to be pushed aside easily. So, who do you see coming through this? Any, 
way of a runaway because I know Belik can get on the scoreboard, so I'm expecting Belik to score 15, 16 points, and I'm thinking Farkhill is not going to score much more than that, so I'm going to go for a one-point victory uh, for Farkhill on, on Saturday. Yes, definitely. We're expecting a tight game, Barra, and I think I agree with you. I think I'll tip um, Farkhill marginally myself, and basing it off what you just said, do Belik possess that star quality that's going to be fit to curtail Jamar Hall that we haven't seen in the championship to date and that is very hard to come by at junior level somebody that's going to go toe to toe with him and the same with Sheridan who you know was very good the last day in a different sort of role that you know he was covering back and he was working hard um, in his defence rather than that big surge forward that we used that we've come to know from him so I think it is centred around them two players and then obviously the question mark over Paddy Burns as well still hangs over the team but um, yeah I'm going to tip for kill and that game takes place on Saturday evening in the athletic grounds at half five and it will be live on Armagh TV for those who can't make it um, so Barra thanks once again for joining us and we'll hopefully get you on next week again and we'll discuss the championship final and whoever comes through, comes through. Same job, Sean. Start the game changer. Slips inside.